You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. On tonight's episode, we're going to be breaking down a loss. Yes, for the first time this season, the Inside the Jungle boys will be breaking down a loss from the Auburn men's basketball team. They fall in Coleman Coliseum, that wonderful air hanger of an arena, by the score of 64-83 to to the Alabama Crimson Tide. That brings Auburn's record to 15-1 and on the year and 3-1 and in conference play. Their first loss overall, their first loss in conference play. We're going to try to make some sense of all this tonight. And when I say we're going to try to make sense, I think uh, – I think I might have to keep Drew Hooper off the rails tonight. So, Drew, my co-host, are, are we going to be able to manage tonight? I uh, We're going to be able to manage. Uh, probably manage the game better than the Auburn Tigers did yesterday. <laughs> there but, it is. <laughs> but we, we will manage because the sky's not falling. That was just a really awful game. Like, yeah. Auburn's not a bad team. And we said this in the group today, if you're on our ETC discussion page on Facebook, Everyone kind of had their sentiment. Auburn Twitter, everyone knows how it goes. Sky's falling, sky's falling. Let's fire all the coaches. Uh, basically, just like move, <laughs> pick up and move the university somewhere. Uh, but I, people don't need to get that way. Like this Auburn team's still good. They just played, they played down to their competition and they played right into the hand of their competition. And they got kicked in the face for it. And my my hope going forward is, don't be mad and say there's something wrong with the program. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the program. However, uh, you can be mad about the about how we lost yeah. because there was no excuse for how we lost. And definitely upset about that. And you expect whenever you get pummeled the way you did in a rinky-dink arena in the middle of nowhere that you come out against a Florida team on Saturday ready to wallop somebody. Well, Drew, there was a lot in that opening statement there. You know, I as bad as people were saying things online, I heard Gus Malzahn had something to do with the offense last night and that he was to blame for it. That I mean, oh. it went it went that far with it on social media at times. I mean, what is it with and let me take a step back here and not try to play holier than thou. I, I've been this way. We've all been this way at times, but what is it about social media and one loss for Auburn fans in the sky is falling? Are we that just pretentious i mean what, what what's going on like what, give me your take on that i i think you have a lot of people who haven't been here for a while like haven't really i i mean there's some of them that are old auburn fans from years upon years and just you know hate life itself but there's a lot of people that i think are in the past decade fans uh, wh- whether they came in 
because of cam whether they came in from whatever i was lucky enough i didn't come in during the cam stage i, I really didn't become a fan until the last year gene chizik era so like i i came in knowing losing auburn like <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't anything for me and i was like well i stuck with it so far so i'm gonna stick with it uh that's a different story for a different day but like i just think we're in the culture in 2020 where everyone expects championship or bust and expects like the best of the best of the best. And you know what? Auburn basketball has been the worst of the worst of the worst yeah. for years. There has been bright spots. You think Charles Barkley, you think Cliff Ellis days, you think uh, even in early two thousands with Chris Porter, like you, you have these, these eras, but ain't nobody sit back here remembering Tony Barbie days. Like that, that's not what we harken back to with who? Aub- who? Uh, yeah, who exactly. Uh, like no one thinks of the United or not United States, United Kingdom, whatever. No one thinks of UK basketball assistant coach Tony Barbie as leading the Auburn Tigers anymore. Bruce Pearl's blotted out that a little bit, and I think people don't know how to graciously lose anymore. <laughs> It's it's something. I'll tell you what. Uh, I mean, I know we want to get more into discussing the actual game and not this, but I do think. Do it's, we? It's, do we? It, do we really want to get into the discussion of that? It's not game? that we want to discuss it, Drew. It's it's that I think we need to to get it out of our system. But I do. I'm glad we're we're discussing this at this point because I, I as we try to you know remind people here on this network is you know we're not we get accused of being you know Pollyannas at times as you know sunshine pumper is great if you want to accuse me of being someone that chooses to be happy fine that's okay yeah I'll, I'll take it i'm a sunshine pumper but there's a difference between being a sunshine pumper and being able to be upset at something and then just move on and realize it's not the end of the world and we shouldn't be firing everybody so that's what this is this was a god-awful game i mean just disgusting i lost complete interest in watching this game for the last five five minutes i think bruce would say the same thing i think the players <laughs> even the bench players were saying this this was just this was a trash game and everybody is due one of these at some point nobody's perfect these days san diego state now may go undefeated but that's what happens when you play in a trash conference but lose by three don't lose by 19 yeah that's my that's my concern yeah like i just i've been stewing on this all day and like i i'm just ah we got beat by a bunch of people with Bob the Builder helmets. Like, <laughs> that's literally what the arena looked like last night. Like, I, I'm just so uh, – because because to give them this, it like, we just – they just won the national championship in their mind. Well, Gosh. okay. that's a, I'm glad you brought that up here, and, and let's, let's talk about this. Does this win give Alabama now a chance to make it into the NCAA tournament? I know there's still a lot of games to be left to play. I, I get that. I grant you that. But is this – are we going to be the reason now that they have a chance of making the tournament? Uh, we, if they go on and beat a Florida and beat a Kentucky, if they play them again, and then maybe beat an LSU. Okay. Yeah. But they're also going to have to basically drop no more games because they, they've not played well all season. They've had stretches and they've had moments, but they've not played well all season enough to get into the NCAA tournament right now. Like they're not even in that conversation right now, but I mean, right. If they get a couple of wins and run the table in the sec, which God, I hope they don't like, then we give them a quad one win. And they, that means that they probably have other quad one wins as well. So can I ask this now, Drew, that to stir you up a little bit more. 
Uh, does my fears that I had in preseason now about this, not about the team Alabama being good, but about this game, does it seem a little bit more warranted now? No, because we lost that game. Alabama didn't win that game. Okay. Because Alabama, Alabama played just as much of a garbage can game. Like they turned the ball over at 15 times. They didn't really shoot particularly well. They just got, they were just able to, to hit, some three-pointer shots and they got to the line and hit their free throws like Auburn just played awful like they lost the game because Auburn was coming back in the second half and then about the eight minute mark just said you know what forget it like we're done yeah no I agree I think I, I think the big question is did they quit and I think you would agree that they did quit in this game oh absolutely like it the body language was awful the there's just attitudes all around were awful like I, I mean, me personally, like, I, I don't really question many things Bruce does. I'm more of a drastic person, I guess, than he is. And I know that's shocking because Bruce just seems like a drastic person. But I'd have <laughs> ripped them all off the court. Like, I would have been done with it. Yeah. I I would have sent a wake-up call, ripped them all off the court, let Akinbola go just shiv somebody like he did whenever he got in and just go with it. I and it's bringing back memories here. I'll, I'll go back to my glory days in high school. What you just mentioned there, it actually happened on the court. We had an amazing team my junior year, and our coach at one point because our starters who were all very good. I mean, they were. We had it was, it was actually very similar to this team, heavily senior laden. We looked like we were going to go for the state championship, and they just were playing a trash game like this. And then one of our player, our starters, had the audacity to mouth off to the coach. He ripped every one of their butts out of there in a losing game and put all us scrubs in there. And we ended up coming back to uh, slowly uh, inching back into the game. And he put stars back in, and of course, we lost. So, you know, I, I agree. I, I think at some point you've got to send a message to them. But, uh, you know, Bruce has more than proven that he knows what he's doing. And I'm willing to not, I'm willing to be upset about a game, but not say, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing now at that. And I hope that everybody's kind of getting that back under control here. Um, at that so let's let's give a little bit of credit though uh not maybe not to the way alabama played but uh they brought their bob the builders out they had a great atmosphere i am actually shocked that they got some students to come to an athletic event these days i mean you got to give them a little bit of credit right uh, i mean no like <laughs> i don't i i mean I, I for me like i i don't i don't get I, so I didn't get a typical college experience. I ended up going to seminary, this, that, and the other. Had one year at regular college. But, I mean, like, that's something I would be at all day, every day. Like, right. at the school I went to, like, I would be at the event. And the fact that Alabama struggles to get their students out, both for football and for basketball, and to keep them engaged, like, I, I have no time for that. Like, the, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You get to do it. And, like, especially on the football side, Alabama, you're, you're rolling in national championships. Like can't take that away from them in this decade. Cause I've actually won them. They didn't claim them, but I, I mean, like you need to go experience that. That's why I, I love the jungle. I love what they've done and just that they come out and mob that place. Like they're not getting complacent. And even still like two years ago, whenever this team was kind of, on the up but not the greatest thing in the world that jungle was still getting packed out like it was growing they were really getting engaged because you know it, it was fun but also like I, yeah they came packed out for this game but guarantee next game not so much probably not uh, i mean this is this is they it clearly had hedged their bets and were had everything in 
on this game. And, you know, like I know you won't give him a little credit. I, I will, you know, as, as funny as it is about you making the Bob the Builder comment, which I'm going to be thinking about all night. So thank you very much for that now. Uh, I will give them the credit for showing up to the game and making it a formidable atmosphere in a trash arena. Uh, that is fake. So there's a compliment with a backhanded jab at the end of it. Um, look at some of these stats here. And I knew you were fired up and ready to talk about this game when you sent me just a slew of stats and not good ones at that. Uh, and here I'll run it through a couple of them and maybe let's digest a few of them if it is possible to digest. This is our Auburn stats. Nine for 22 at the rim. That's high percentage shots. At the rim, 9 for 22. 14 unforced turnovers. Only 9 points off of 14, or excuse me, 13 offensive rebounds. Only 8 assists. 13 missed free throws. Only 12 points off of 15 turnovers. Drew, which one of those makes you the most sick? 9 of 22 at the rim. Really? Not like, the assist numbers? Uh, the assist numbers bother me, but... I watched Anthony McLemore miss a wide open dunk in a lane last night. Like how many times in his career has that ever happened? Never. Like hardly ever. Like count it on one hand. The, Bruce called a perfect set. Got one, one high with four uh, right across the free throw line. Pulled them all out and Anthony McLemore just slipped. Like wide open, no one around him at all. Free space, busted it. Every time we went to the paint, it, it just we were taking harder shots than we needed to, and then whenever we were getting right there, like we just had no finesse around the rim. Like there was quite a few times where we would get that offensive rebound and just throw it as hard as we could off the backboard as if that's ever gone in. And it, I mean, it's just a weird sequence of events. Like that one gets me a lot, but the fourteen unforced turnovers that one real that one bothers me as well. I'd say those are tied for my two most uh keep me up at night stats well you know the ones that bother me the most is that 13 missed free throws their free throw percentage for this game actually was better than i thought it was going to be so there's that 57 percent, 17 for 30 from the free throw line for auburn drew i'll say this and i mean this when i say this i'm convinced that if auburn knocks down 80 percent of the free throws they are they would have won this game because of the momentum swings that would have happened at certain points. There were some crucial moments where Auburn was within a possession and shooting a free throw, and they can't tie it up or they can't even get within one or two points. If that happens and just one thing goes wrong for Alabama, Auburn's got this lead, and then all of a sudden the, the gears have switched. You can already feel the deflation happen. You can already see the frat boys going home there in Tuscaloosa because they're assuming they're going to lose at this point. I'm convinced free throws lost this game for Auburn. Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, because if Auburn doesn't have 14 unforced turnovers, Alabama doesn't score 24 points off turnovers. But see, my argument is is that those 14, at least some of those unforced turnovers wouldn't happen if we were shooting, if we were making free throws. Thus, the, the momentum would be different there. That's what I'm, I think the free throws make it so much more different of a feel in the game if you're able to knock those down when you get the opportunity to. So I hear you on that. That's just my take on it. Yeah, I mean, you if you hit them when you get the opportunity to, that's great. Who knows when those free throws come in the game? The turnovers, on the other hand, especially just being awful passes with no steal on them, charges just playing out-of-control basketball, those change the momentum of the game. Being able to just get an extra possession 
and being able to take a charge and watch your arena erupt and then go back down the floor and drop a three or hit one in the lane or get fouled with an and one in the lane, which we did quite a bit last night. Yeah, those free throws are momentous, but I, I think also we look at it, I believe we were seven of 13 going into halftime. And so that's not an awful setup. Like Austin Wiley was doing good hitting his free throws. So most of our free throws came on the back end of the second half. So I'm not as convinced that that changed the course of the game as much as I, I watched us turn the ball over time and time and time again, without Alabama forcing a turnover and watch Alabama come down and steal an extra possession. Well, so I, I believe that drops from 24 points off of turnovers for Alabama to we're looking at maybe eight to 10 points off turnovers and 14 points is a whole different ball game, which I mean, in turn is 13 points from free throws. So who knows? Tomato, right. tomato. Right. Well, and, and that's the thing here is this was such a horrible game. All these things compounded. And so if maybe one or two of these things, even just one of these things had been in a favorable light for Auburn, this could have been different or we would have been in a better position to win because you could just feel the air go out of the room. I think you said about the eight minute mark where it clearly Auburn realized that they just didn't have it in them tonight to even be in this game. And that's when Alabama started pushing it out to a higher double digit lead and getting up to twenties at some point, thankfully they only have a 19 point victory uh, by the end of this thing over us. Uh, But that was obviously it made their little nights, you know, they don't have very much to get happy about (laughs) these days in basketball. So let them have this little one right here uh, for now. And and look at this, Drew. I, I'm getting more mad the more I look at these stats. Feel, <laughs> I can't even say it. Field goal percentage, 32. Auburn was 32 from field goal. That's not three-pointers. That's field goal percentage. And that goes back to your high percentage shots that were missed, eight for whatever, from right at the rim. I mean, what happened? I mean, was this overconfidence was this just bad luck i mean was there something on the rim we weren't i mean what what happened here i think it's overconfidence i think we came in expecting this was going to be a runaway victory which i expected it should be a runaway victory but that's that's with the caveat you have to come in ready to play with the correct mindset and i think from the jump we were not ready i mean uh, right off the bat we started turning the ball over and it just kind of spiraled out of control. Samir Dowdy had a a game to to bury in the backyard and never think about it again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was he was. I didn't even think he was trying too hard. He just it just wasn't there. And Javon McCormick as well. I mean, like both of our guards went four of nineteen and both fouled out and had eight turnovers combined. Like that's just. You can't have that whenever you are the two guards. Like, no, Bruce isn't playing any other guards this year. That's just how we're rolling with it. And it was just, it was rough. Like, I I believe it was overconfidence. I believe they came turn up, ready to play, but just thought that they were going to come just straight swag on Alabama. And that's not what happened at all. Uh, I mean, Alabama, like, when you play your rival, they are going to throw a punch at you. That's just how it is. Like even Auburn teams that have been bad throw their punch at Alabama and vice versa. It's just how it goes. Like you cannot step in that arena and go, man, we've been rolling 15 and 0. This Alabama team isn't that good. So we don't have to, to be up to our standard of execution. And that is a sorely mistaken 
notion that you can have. And I think maybe some of that overconfidence come from some other scenarios that happened this season thus far. Think about it. Auburn has had several games where they've gotten punched at the start, but they've slowly worked their way back into it and eventually just trounced some people by the end of it. Even that some people have gotten a double digit lead on them at times. Some people that are not necessarily supposed to do that. I think that's probably what this was, is that we've seen this team build up confidence now, overconfidence to the point where they think that no matter how big a, a punch that your opponent throws, even your rival throws uh, on the road or at home, they can overcome it. And I think at some point they just got so lackadaisical thinking that it, that it was just going to happen for them, that by the time that it's like you, we talked about eight minutes left in the game and wow, now they're knocking down threes and Kyra Lewis jr. Is going off is too late. And, and, and then you just quit and you look like trash and that's, and that's all this is. This is a garbage game that I hope that they don't even look I, to be honest. I hope they don't even look at the tape. Oh, I no, 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 no. You go, you go stare at that tape. Like, you let that fuel you. I, I don't agree with ever throwing the tape out. I, I think that is uh, – I think you need to know when you've been bad. Like, there's there's a difference in, man, we just – we played awful, and then going back and looking at this tape and going, wow, like, that's how we looked? That's how we played? That's what we let them do to us? Like, I, I think I, – I don't think you buried the tape. I think you – you bury the idea and you got to move on from the game, but you definitely stare at that tape and gosh, I mean, I, I, I'm me. I, I would have that thing playing all the time. <laughs> like I loop in the locker room. Yeah. I would have that at Auburn arena everywhere because okay. like I would let that just fuel and gnaw on them. So how about this? Then let's, let's ask this question. Uh, a lot of people think back to last season, the NC State game where Auburn kind of played. I, I would say this is a very similar game to that one. Not as bad, I think. I, I, don't, I don't think the NC State game uh, a season ago was that bad. But will this be the NC State game where Auburn wakes up and realizes that they just can't walk in and beat someone or handle someone? Do, do you think that's what's going to happen here? I think this should be the UK game, the first UK game from last year. Okay. Where they went to Rupp Arena and just got it handed to them. I I hope that's the reaction they have. Because NC State, there was still some teetering. But once they got walloped by UK, like Auburn was ranked at the time. They were like lower 20s, ranked, got walloped by UK. And from then on out, that Auburn team was different. Like they, they just played harder. They had a a chip on their shoulder. And I think they should have a chip on their shoulder because everyone was chirping, national media, all of it was chirping today. You know what? Auburn just got beat up by Alabama. Maybe they're not as strong. Maybe they're not as good as we thought they were. Maybe we put them up too high. Like, I think you let that gnaw on you. You you use it and let it go forward to to kind of fuel you. Because, I mean, if you, don't, if you take a shot like that and fold, then, I mean, this season's all for naught. But if you take a shot like that and let it go forward and fuel you, then I think this is going to be a pretty good run coming forward. One last note from this game, though. So as, as bad as these stats are, as bad as the performance are pretty much across the board, if you had to pinpoint one player that you had said, or you could say had the best game, who would it be? Jamal Johnson. I, I would 100% agree. He had some clutch threes at some points. And, and, and it's so But he good, also but played bad, too. Like, I, I don't think he played well, either. Yeah. He <laughs> so. did, but- 
but it's nice to see because you know I've been having this ongoing discussion about the the next three after Anthony Mclemore who gets the most time and what matchups and we've been seeing a lot of Devin Cambridge a lot of Alan Flanagan and Jamal Johnson even as bad as he was playing had some pretty clutch moments he scores ends up scoring 10 points in the night he's uh three for five from three-point land uh so I would agree you know it, it was nice to see him do something well even in a bad performance by himself and the team and I thought Austin Wiley at times uh was effective when uh we could get the ball to him but Alabama did I, I don't know if it's Alabama was just playing great defense or whatever but I think you even brought up that he was a non-factor in the second half. Do you credit that to Alabama's defense or just us not being able to get the ball to him? Us not being able to get the ball to him. We did a decent job his first shift in the first half. Second shift really just stopped. Like Austin Wiley was single-handedly fouling out the Alabama basketball team. Yeah. (laughs) And it was one of those that like, you just keep feeding the man, even if we're not, even if we're splitting free throws, which I know you hate to see, but like, even if we're going one or two from free throw, He's going to foul out the team to where they have no big men, and him and Anthony McLemore and Isaac Okoro can just sit down there and eat. Uh, but we came back in and it was just like, nah, like that—that's not the the idea that we need to have. And Andy Kennedy brought up an interesting fact. I, I really like him on the SEC broadcast. Yes, I by do the too. way, he's weird at times, but I like him. Uh, but he brought up the point that Auburn is turning the ball over at a higher percentage whenever they are trying to get it to Wiley in the post than they are any other time when they play. It, like, it was a really good thing that he brought up there. And, and and to your point about Andy Kennedy, if I know this is kind of a tangent, but just I just thought of it. If I could have Andy Kennedy, Bill Walton, and Dick Vitale in the same call oh. for a basketball game together, could you imagine the madness but also the beauty of that? No, there's no beauty in that. It would just Come be – on. Dickie V is getting on my nerves lately. So that's a hot take that you can do whatever you want with. (laughs) Posted there right here inside the jungle. Drew said Dickie V is getting on my nerves. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's, let's put this one to bed. As you said, you hope that they replay the tape nonstop the rest of the season, but we're putting this one to bed because there's, there's really nothing that we can get out of this at this point. Uh, Let's move on to the next game, which isn't going to get any easier going to Gainesville to take on, the Florida Gators, which have had a little bit of them struggles too. Uh, You know, we've seen two top tier SEC teams kind of hit a brick wall in some instances for Florida. That was Missouri at one point, this uh, SEC conference season. They're at 11, five on the year, three and one in conference play. We play at one 30 central time uh, this Saturday, the 18th on CBS. It's going to be on a big time network. They're coming off a win uh, against Ole Miss 71 to 55 at home. So, Drew, I know we're feeling bad about this after the Alabama game, and I know we're going into an opposing arena. What do you think's going to happen on Saturday versus Florida? If Auburn doesn't start quickly, I I worry. Like okay. I, I think if you if you don't see this Auburn team come out now and have a quick start and realize how important that is, then I think it's gonna be a dogfight again. But I think who whoever gets to seventy five points first wins this game and that if you look at points per game that should be auburn who was scoring in the 80s coming into the alabama game points per game uh so you would think that that favors auburn over time again this is and this is after we discussed in the last episode a stat where they're scoring more points as a team per game this season with while shooting more poorly from the free throw uh, arc so uh, excuse me the three-point arc so i agree with you I, i think a quick start is necessary 
uh, for the Tigers there in Gainesville. It'll kind of help them get at ease because I, I think if, if Florida comes out and punches in the mouth, it's going to kind of say, it's like, oh, no, this happened at Alabama, and we're going to get into this vicious cycle of not playing the way we are most comfortable playing. And I would just love for us to see come in with a little bit of confident humility and understanding that now we are beatable here. So to give you a little perspective on Florida as well, their best win on this season is a number 18 Xavier win at home. I've already mentioned they lost to Missouri, and they've also lost to Utah state as well the guy to watch kenny blackshear he's a junior forward uh 15 points per game he's also their leading rebounder at 8.4 uh rebounds per game so who do you think drew is going to come out of their shell and just do really well for auburn in this game i you would hope that the guards come back ready to play again right uh but i i would i mean personally i would expect like if they respond the way that we believe they should and the way I think they're going to I think it's going to be a good all-around game from everyone I don't think you're really going to have that standout guy uh I, I mean Okoro's in that list too I would expect him to come out and really uh start attacking the basket again because he shied away from getting in the paint in that second half a lot so I, I think this is really actually going to be a good all-around game if Auburn comes out and plays the way that they should I would like to see uh, a point spread uh, as evenly as possible across the board, even down to the bench with our four coming up, main guys coming off the bench as well. Um, but back to what you originally said there, I've been noticing a downward trend in the guards, uh, minus a couple of great games for Javon Cormac here and there. You know, Samir started off great to start the season, and he's kind of been slowly getting quieter and quieter until this game that just happened. So, if someone is going to go off, I actually would like it to be Samir Doughty. I would like for him to show that he still is a great uh, three-point shooter and be able to knock that down. I think it gets his confidence up, and then it gets the the team's confidence up, and they're realizing, hey, we've got a safety valve if we get in a situation where they go on a 10-0 run on us. Okay, the, Samir's going to knock down a three, and we're going to be back in this game at least not down three or four possessions at this point. So guard play, I think, is essential in this, but also – spreading those points around on a team like you said i think are gonna be keys to winning this game but we will see it's gonna be a hostile environment at gainesville against a very dangerous gator team want to give you a quick women's update before we get out of here uh sadly not much more to celebrate on this end either they also lost to alabama last time uh we were talking they were in the middle of that game but theirs was far worse 48 to 75 they lose Alabama at home and they're going to go take on Georgia in their next game this Sunday the 19th at 2 p.m. Central Time uh, gosh they got to get things turned around there that's all I'll say on that much uh, but that's all we have for you in this edition Drew if they want to talk to you have some therapy sessions with you where they can they find you on Twitter find me on Twitter at Drew underscore hoop H-O-O-P zero two you can find me on Twitter as well at TigerEye24 until we talk to you again or Eagle or Eagle Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?